Did that music scare you? Good, because this episode is not going to scare you. We are giving you our week seven thoughts, week eight picks. Dude, Teresa got engaged and the ring is bigger than my head. Tune into this episode of Real Flow of Fans in New Jersey. Fill up those wine glasses. Let's go. Hello, hello. How are we doing tonight? Woo! Spooky, spooky, spooky. Spooky. I've got my, my orange scarf on and a black shirt. You know, co- uh, contrary to popular belief, I don't have like Halloween costumes just lying around my house. And my Halloween costumes are like very like exquisite elaborate. and elaborate. So I can't just like throw on a witch hat or like cat ears. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I wanted to dress up for night. Like, I wanted to be a little spooky. But guys, like, I can't, this is all you I got. That, you mean that you don't have, like, the mean girl, like, mouse ears? Like, I'm a Yeah, mouse. like, I'm a mouse. Duh. Well, yeah. actually, I do have Mickey Mouse ears, but I think they're at my parents' house. I got, like, the expensive ones at Disney one time. Ooh. So, but I could see, like, and I think I wore them on our show, like, two years ago. I think I did. So, I don't know. Are you, I know you always wear the, I'm here for the booze shirt. Are you wearing it? I know, I know. I'm You're not, not wearing it. I kind of forgot about it, but it's funny. Yeah. I'm also wearing a black shirt and I've got a red New York Giants hat on, but I told Caitlin, it looks very orange. It does look house. a little orange. So I'm kind of, I, I can't, I'm like matching you now. We both did spooky season. Black orange it's all over it's all over my house i can see it here there's so many pumpkins we're getting ready we are four days away from halloween we are three days away from i am having a halloween party we'll get into that a little bit later but we're just we're inching upon it and i can't believe it's here but i'm so excited so this is you know it's my it's my season (laughs) it's a baby season But yes, we are so excited for you guys to join us tonight. This is episode 180. We are 20 episodes away from the big 200. I can't believe it, but we're getting closer. And guys, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a big shebang for it. So get ready. Hold on to your seats. It's going to be a fun ride. But we have 20 episodes to get to that moment, including tonight's. So we've got a lot of football, a lot of housewives, a lot of great stuff for you on this episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to answer some questions. Thank you, as always, for sending them in. I see already people tuning in on Twitter. I'm going to do my, you know, my spiel. My Here's my spiel. Twitter, because, when, can we, when can we fix this? When can we change I know. It? It's really annoying, Twitter. Like, you're really, like, don't kill my vibe. Um, my our, vibe. I know. You're killing our vibe. So if you're on Twitter watching and you want to engage with us, you have to go to YouTube or Facebook. Unfortunately, I cannot see you through StreamYard, which is what we're using. Um, but I do, again, see the, the viewers piling up. We appreciate you guys. But if you want to comment, ask us questions, head over to YouTube or Facebook. I'll pop the YouTube link in a little bit later when Katie is talking. But um, as I said, we did ask for some questions and you guys gave us some. So these are good. They're football and they're a little spooky as well. So let's get to the first one. So with the New York Giants being the Monday night football game uh, this week against the Chiefs, what are you going to do on a, a free Sunday? Something that doesn't come around a lot. I know. I know. Um, I, and I kept forgetting that the Giants were playing on Monday night. Uh, and I, I'm kind of excited about it because – uh, Caitlin and I are both a little bit psycho when we watch the football games. So oh, yeah. I can tell you that I know Caitlin watches at home. I, I watch at home. We don't go out. We don't go to bars. We don't go and watch Never. the Giants games out anywhere. Um, and I know a lot of my friends always get together. They go to the bar on Sundays and they invite us every single weekend. And I always say no. No. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully maybe go to the bar, go out, go watch the game somewhere. I, I'm going to enjoy like a Sunday of like, Yes, it's going to be football watching still, but like I can actually go out and about and maybe do something fun. That is fun. Honestly, and you're right. Like we do not go watch in public places. I think I've seen 
one Giants game at a bar one time. You know what it was? It was the Thursday night game against the Eagles a couple years back when they wore the color rush jersey. Awful, okay. awful game. And, you know, when you're in New Jersey, sometimes you do get a slew of Cowboys, uh, Eagles, Redskins fans. So I, I just happened to be at this bar. There was some Eagles fans, and it was a very awful game. Awful, awful game. So, listen, I, I learned my lesson. I don't ever want to watch another Giants game in public in front of other people because yeah. – we get aggressive, we get rowdy, and I want to fight everyone in the yes. five foot vicinity of me. So all it takes, all it takes, is a couple of drinks at a bar and someone oh, saying the wrong thing, and, and I'm gonna get real. You're getting it. You're real getting angry. It. <laughs> so I'm very envious of you, and maybe you can wear a costume to the bar on Sunday because Sunday actually is Halloween. So um, it is October 31st on Sunday. I actually have a wedding. So um, I have a wedding at night. Um, no, I'm not wearing a costume for those maybe you're asking. Um, I Maybe I will. No, um, I do have a dress picked out. It's actually, it's Katie, it's one of your dresses that you've given to me in the past. So I will be. Ooh, I, gotta I see know that. I it's the black, the black floral velvet one. Oh, yes, I know it. I know yeah, it. I'm going to wear that with tights and heels. I think it's going nice. to very cute. Very cute fall wedding night. So um, so, yeah, so I do have a wedding Sunday. So we obviously have planned Saturday night. I got to recoup. So Saturday, Sunday's going to be a lot of recoup during the day. Recoup, recover, get to the wedding at night, and then that's it. Those are my Sunday plans. So it's it's very fortunate the Giants do play on uh, on Monday. So, yeah, um, absolutely. But I'm still looking forward to watching football all day. While I prep, while I pregame for the wedding, I'll get <laughs> get ready with football in the background. But that will be my uh, my free Sunday. Nice, nice. So the second one has to deal with holidays. As we have already said, Halloween is coming up. So rank these holidays in order of what you like best. Halloween, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. Um, this is an easy one for my first place. And number two and number three are kind of pretty close. But I'm a huge Christmas lover. Um, it's always not just out of those three. Just all holidays in general is my favorite holiday. I think maybe I might give the two slot to Turkey day and I'm going to give the three slot to Halloween strictly because I have a love hate relationship with it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, Caitlin always throws a really great party usually, and it's a lot of fun and I love getting together with friends and celebrating, but my hate portion of Halloween is I absolutely loathe having to figure out a costume every year. And, and I do, I always dress up. I always pull it through, but yeah. It, I, I hate that process and mm -hmm. I always dread it and I can never think of anything. And uh, I do have my costume, but it took a hot minute to figure it out. And I hate that part of it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give Halloween the three slot. Yeah. It's funny. I think I've grown into like my Halloween obsession, like over the past couple, like I've always loved Halloween, but yeah. you know, Christmas was always like my all time favorite holiday. Um, I think Halloween is actually crazy wrapped up into my favorite is my number one right now. Ooh. So I do, you know, and I'm the big same thing. I love holidays. I really, really yeah. do. Um, I, cause it's the spending time with family, friends, eating, drinking, it's everything all into one. You're just having yes. a great time, no worries, anything like that. So I do love every single holiday for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to go Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Christmas is great. It's always been big. My family celebrates it really, really big. Um, everything like that. So that's a huge tradition. And then Thanksgiving, while I hate to give it the three slot, it's it's my birthday. Um, so yeah. it's that time. Um, it actually last year and this year falls like right near my birthday. So um, and that doesn't happen every single year. So that's always exciting. Um, and then I love Thanksgiving recently too, because I host it now. So that's a big thing for me. I love having people over obviously. And to have a holiday in my family is like a yeah. big deal. <laughs> See, here's my thing. I think if I had to host the holiday, that would easily fall into like my last No, I like it. I like it. I, it's just like, cause it's, it's good. A pressure. There I is a lot of having, pressure. I love having parties. I love inviting yeah. people over. I love having friends and family over, but 
doing it for a holiday, I feel like it's pressure. Like Thanksgiving's a big one. You got to get the food right. You got to get everything right. Like it's, it's. You do. But fortunately with my family, Thanksgiving's always been very intimate. It's always been just like, you know, the six of us. And obviously we've we've had a couple of other additions over the past couple of years, very blessed with our other additions. So it's been always very quaint and very tiny as opposed to Christmas where it's massive. So shout out to my mom for Christmas because she's the one losing her mind every December. (laughs) But that's another reason too. It's like, I just like it, but they're all, all three of them. Great, great holidays. But I love, I I know you don't like the costume thing. I like it. I love, I think that's why I love Halloween too. So you get to dress up, you get to have fun and like, and I'm not like, I'm the type of girl too, that has done the craziest costumes ever. And I, I love it. Like, it's not like the, your typical, like, oh, like, slutty costume like no like I literally will like show up as like I don't even know like I was literally it like two years ago like that was the scariest costume ever like I love I just love dressing up it's fun so yeah but yeah so I think that's it so Halloween Christmas Thanksgiving all right great all three great though great 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 yes so here's an interesting one um, because I think it definitely does pertain to back in the day when we were trick or treating. So your favorite Halloween candy from your childhood. So I guess the the question is like, so when you were going out and trick or treating, like what was like that all time candy yeah. that you got? Yeah, I mean my favorite like candy is like sour gummies, but you don't usually get that. No, yeah. They're- <laughs> so- so um, I'm going to go with, even though I'm actually really not a big chocolate person, um, I like Reese's peanut butter cups. And once in a while for, for someone who like likes the sugary candy, like more so over the chocolatey stuff, um, once in a while you might find in your bag a Laffy Taffy and I'm down oh. with that too. So I'm going to go yeah. with Reese's and Laffy Taffy. Yeah. So when I was trick-or-treating, I loved dots. I loved getting those in my Halloween bag. They're so good. Dots. Oh, I love dots. They're I feel so like good. that's the 1980s like candy that nobody wants. No, it's like the they're circus s- peanuts. No. Oh, well, no. Circus peanuts are, I, I don't even think I've ever had a circus peanut. <laughs> they look like toxic. Like you'll bite into it and get a disease. Oh my God. <laughs> no, dots are so good. And I wow. love getting them in my bag. And I love like Tootsie Rolls too. I was a okay. huge Tootsie Roll person. So you guys got to understand though, I'm not a huge sweets or candy person. So I'm a little like kind of bizarre with what I like. It's like a bonus, in my opinion, if you go out and you get the very rare, um, like the big colors. Bars. No, the colored Tootsie Roll. Oh right. yes, those were the best. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. those were the best so ones. All the different color wrappers. When you get those, those Vanessa, are the latest. Raspberry orange. Those were the yes. best. Those were so good. Yes, yes. I 100 percent agree with you. But I do love a traditional Tootsie Roll as well. Yeah, I'm, I think back to like everything that I got in like my Halloween bags. I'm not a huge, I don't like Reese's, like I don't like peanut butter. So I didn't like any of that stuff. And nowadays I doubt people can even give out that kind of candy because of the nut allergies and everything. Right, right, but right. but then too, there was always those token houses that gave you like the big bars, the big, big bars. Those are the people that did you gotta it right. up those houses. That's going to be me when I get older. No one comes to my house now, unfortunately. But guys, come my on. House, I'll give you a king size candy bar. Yeah. Yeah, for everyone. I'll give you just the entire bag that I buy from Wegmans if you come to my house. But yeah, no, that was great. Great questions. If you have any questions uh, for the rest of the show, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is where you can ask those questions though. But honestly, Twitter, if you just want to tweet at us directly, I can read that. I can't read when you tweet in the, the stream. So ask us questions by tweeting at us directly, tweet at me directly, DM us. We'll, we'll answer for sure. But those were great, great, uh, festive questions and one good love one it. for the giants. So love it, love, love, it, love it, it, love it, love it. Well, why don't we get into our big stories of the week in the world of football? And we're going to start off with, uh, everything happening or that everything that did happen in week seven of the NFL season. I cannot believe that we're like almost halfway through the season. Uh, so let's talk about some of these games. We have a couple of little like things that broke out as far as trades go down. Uh, that could be stories that are going to happen in the next week or so, but new England, uh, they have now won 12 straight games versus the New York jets with a 54 13 win. It is worth noting that rookie quarterback, um, Zach Wilson did get injured. He's probably going to be out two to four weeks. They're speculating, With that injury, Mike White did fill in at the quarterback position, and the Jets did uh, 
pull off a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles to bring in Mr. Joe Flacco. The Eagles knew what they were doing, taking Joe Flacco and then taking Gardner Minshew. They knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And then, it, but it does go to show you too. And Katie and I mentioned this weeks leading up to the season that the Jets had no backup quarterback. Yes. They had not. And obviously they have this kid, this backup. He's never played an NFL game in your life. If you're going to put all your money into Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback that you think is your guy, your franchise quarterback, you need a solid backup. Things happen. Not everyone's going to have the Eli Mannings of the world that plays 16 seasons for you without an injury. You guys, these injuries are happening left and right. We've already seen it to a lot of the top quarterbacks seven weeks into it. So the fact that, and now they're probably scrambling, but look at the Eagles now sitting pretty. And they were like, you know what? We knew what we were doing. We pulled in two experts behind Jalen Hurts, and now someone's coming after us. Somebody's going to be calling. Somebody's going to be knocking on our door. Because they need it. So, I mean, you know, props to them. But the Jets, like, you could have done this earlier. It just, it was silly for for that to even happen. Yeah. And so they were able to get this trade done. And just as, like, a little tip, uh, definitely pay attention to all of our social media platforms over the next couple days week, whatever it is, uh, trades are going to be going down. Oh and yeah. That went down a couple hours before the show, Mark in, uh, running back, Mark Ingram being traded from Houston, going back to the new Orleans saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, also, this is worth noting that, um, Houston also agreed on trade terms with the Miami dolphins to send quarterback to Sean Watson there. If all of his, court bullshit and his legal troubles go away that is a major major if so i really don't know i don't think that's going to happen this season i just don't and you know what all power you know i hope tua reads that headline and just big middle fingers to the miami dolphins you know honestly like you're really going to go after a guy that's got all this going on right now like you know what give him the power take this and run with it and like because you're right that's a big if and you're just sitting on you can never sit on what if, you know what I mean? You got to be in the present. You got to move forward. If you're really concerned without with Tua, look at your options that are actually viable across the organization or spend your time making him better. Bring in people that will make him better. Don't go after a huge what if. To me, that bothers me. All my bias aside with Tua, that really does bother me. And it just kind of shows that Miami's still a little shaky down in Florida. So yeah, things are not looking good in Miami. Um, things are also looking a little weird, continuing to look weird with the Kansas City Chiefs. Very head coach weird. Andy Thank Reed, God. <laughs> head coach Andy Reid has a one and eight career record against Tennessee. Um, and you know, another one of those losses came this past weekend when the Titans stunned. Now the oh, Titans yeah. are a great team, but they stunned Kansas City 27 to 3. When was the last has Patrick Mahomes ever had that low? scoring game in his career probably not um carolina quarterback sam darnold he was benched in the team's 25 to 3 loss to the new york giants you love to see it back in the new New york York group and i was at the game i can't i know i'm so jealous that you got that game i got the rams game like kill me i was there to just like have a good time like enjoy the day i was like whatever happens happens i keep my expectations low and it turned out to be a great new york giants win very happy to be it was fun i know someone like had tweeted out like what was one word to describe today's game and i literally just replied back fun because yeah it really was. They threw some tricks in there. We obviously had the Daniel Jones reception, like Air Daniel. And, like, the, like, and the stadium, when that play happened, yeah. the stadium went bonkers. Yeah. So, so it was just it was truly awesome. fun to watch. Like, I knew good things were happening when I saw you text me. So I was a little delayed on my yeah. TV. So I would see your text come. <laughs> I would see I have Graham Gano on fantasy. So I always saw that light up. And I was like, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, I don't I don't, I don't know if it's him or everything like that. So like, I always had to kind of, like, stay in the moment moment but it was fun I was standing I think the whole game I don't think I sat on the couch once like I was just standing up so excited so yeah it was absolutely truly a fun game to watch so and then listen the benching of Sam Darnold I was kind of they benched him at my two cents on it because I had texted you um and I was like he's not in I knew he was nursing his knee a little bit he was holding it didn't feel right 
Because then I was like, it's definitely an injury because they took him out when the game was winnable. The Giants were not right. up 25 to three at that point. Right. I think it was, I don't even know, maybe like a touchdown and a field goal prior, maybe a two score beforehand. And there was a winnable game. Like if you were yeah. truly a competitive team and like, listen, it's the Panthers against the Giants. Like, you know, anything could probably happen. Anything did happen with the Giants winning by that much, but it was a winnable game for the fact that they took him out for a guy that played in the XFL a year ago. Like remember, I just, do you, do you remember a couple of weeks ago at, at the beginning of the season when Sam Darnold was killing it and we played a game and we were like, whose stats look much better than who the player actually is. And I was like, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Like I was not convinced that in Carolina, they got off to a hot start as a team. Sam Darnold got off to a hot hot start. I was not sold on any of it. And here we are. So, yeah. So I just, I disagree with benching him that early. Like it was for them. It was a winnable game. And if you're that frustrated week seven, I'd love to see how frustrated you get as the games come on. And I know they have a more difficult of a schedule coming. Right. So like um, another really surprising win, you know, Cincinnati is proving to be a really solid team in the AFC and across the NFL. But I thought it was a little bit surprising that they beat the Baltimore Ravens 41 to 17. That much of a score. It is yes. actually their largest margin victory versus the versus the Ravens in team history. So that was a huge statement win, especially in that division that is very close right now. That's a huge, huge statement win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Detroit, they're 0-7 for the first time since 2008 with a 28-19 loss to the Rams. Uh, I think that a lot of us were expecting that to be a bigger blowout than it was. They actually mm-hmm. hung around in that game a little bit. And I know we've been talking about Detroit. When are they going to pull off a win? Because they've been close in a lot of these games. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, you got the Arizona Cardinals remaining undefeated with a 31 to five win over Houston. That was both mine and Caitlin's lock picks last mm-hmm. week. So Rightfully as advertised, so. It was a spanking. Uh, And then Tampa Bay, they defeated Chicago 38 to eight as Tom Brady becomes the first player in NFL history with 600 plus career passing yards. Tom Brady is writing the record books as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. It's everything's going to be in his name when all is said and done, honestly. Yeah. What about all the the drama with like the 600 and that guy took the ball? And he was like, all I want to do is like play around to golf with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady was like, nah, like, but the guy ended up walking away with like three signed jerseys. He got a couple other things and then he gave him a Bitcoin. And this Bitcoin apparently is worth like $50,000. Like then this guy apparently is like still complaining. Like, dude. Well, no, because apparently they valued out the price of the ball. And the ball's value is like $500,000, whereas everything the guy got is a value of like $100,000. But what? That's not your ball. Like, stop it. Just because you're attending a game. I agree. I agree. agree. Do you really want to piss Tom Brady off that much? Well, I think so. I think the season tickets are for the rest of the year. And then I think next year as well. If that were like Eli Manning and the Giants, I would be like, I want season tickets the day I die like that's what I want for a stupid ball like stop like come on like this guy's being greedy in my opinion and then he was saying that he wanted to play golf like listen Tom Brady does not want to play golf with a random fan no offense you guys know who Tom Brady is they should have taken this all out of Mike Evans freaking salary because he was the one that gave away that ball when it's like dude what are you doing I know (laughs) I know it's a lot of money I know, but I just, I thought that was like, so people these days, they're so selfish, so needy. I don't get it. I don't get it. But a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, again, just keeping it's in it. it, These games are keeping us on our toes week after week, you know, season after season, we say it's the most interesting season of the NFL, 
listen, we're getting proved that's correct every year, yeah. every weekend so far. So as we move into to week eight, I'm sure some more surprising things are going to happen. So yep. with that being said, let's move into week eight and let's do our picks. We will give you our picks for all the games this week, including one lock and one upset. As always, we like to just let you guys know this isn't based off money lines. This isn't based off, you know, what we're seeing in Vegas or anything like that. We truly, truly, truly just, this is our gut feeling. This is what we think, um, who's going to win each game. Um, So if you want to bet on what we say, sure, go ahead. But if you lose, don't come screaming after us. I have said this before. If you guys want to like really go into sports betting, we do, you know, follow a great group of guys. Um, you just go to Twitter at Daily Bread. I think it's at Daily Bread Media or at Daily Bread. Th- those people know what they're talking about. If you're really, really looking to win some money, go follow them. <laughs> you're not going to win it with us. <laughs> do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. If you want to win, go there. If you want to just have some fun and maybe toss around some money willy-nilly, come listen to us. <laughs> like, yeah. This really isn't. We're out trying to win you some money. We're just being, we're just, you know, being football people here. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Let me pull mine up to see how much I can follow along with you. All righty. So in week eight, I am going to be taking Arizona, Cincinnati, Tennessee, the Rams, Cleveland, Detroit, San Fran, Atlanta, Buffalo, the Chargers, Seattle, Denver, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and Kansas City. My lock is going to be the Rams over Houston. Sorry, Houston. This is you're just getting rough games. So Sorry. I don't know what to say. And obviously, uh, we did get asked if the if the Lions were going to pick up a win before their bye week. I did say that I thought they would pick it up over Philly. I did say that I would commit to my answer. My upset is the Detroit Lions over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I really hope I'm right. (laughs) I know. I hope you're right too, but listen, Um, I think we had, and I, so you make sure I'm correct. I think we had two different. Oh, wow. All right. Um, Oh, wait, actually let me, sorry, three, three different. So I think I'm right there. So I think it's three, but let's go through this. Yep. So starting with uh, Thursday night, I'm going with Green Bay, Atlanta, Buffalo, San Francisco, Cleveland. I'm going with the Eagles on that one. Tennessee, Cincinnati, the Rams, the Chargers, Seattle, Denver, Tampa Bay, the Minnesota Vikings, and Kansas City. Three. My, it's three? All right. Three. Yeah, I finally was able to <laughs> play along the whole time. My lock is the Rams over Houston, as was Katie's. And this is technically an upset, people, because Arizona is undefeated. Arizona. Green Bay over Arizona. So it's yeah. looking at the books. It's technically an upset. So the ones we have different is I'm taking Arizona. Yep. Um, I'm taking Detroit, whereas you're and taking you took- Philly. And I was actually really split on that Dallas-Minnesota game as well. So um, you went with Minnesota. I went with Dallas. I think that's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a really good game. I agree. All right. I can't wait for week eight. It's going to be a good one. But let's switch gears. Let's get into the uh, big stories of the week in the world of Housewives. And this first one was like we were waiting and waiting. Waiting. Caitlin, Caitlin heard a little tidbits that it was going to happen. And sure enough, those tidbits. Were and whoever right. that source was that I saw, like you, they just we're knew it. it. They, they knew it. On it. So we have to talk about the fact that Miss Teresa Judice is now an engaged woman. Engaged so woman. Congrats, congrats. So um, this past week, Teresa, she got engaged to her boyfriend, Louie, while on vacation in Greece. They were there with Dina Manzo and her husband. Which I thought um, was weird, by the way. Why? They they all, the four of them went on vacation previously, like a couple months ago, too. Oh, like, I feel like I missed all, that like, then. Very, very close. Like, I guess I missed that. Yeah. Um, 
So Louie popped the question at the Amonzo Resort. Uh, looked like a really nice place they were staying at. He did the whole shebang. He made, he had sparklers, candles, roses, a violinist, fireworks. Take notes, boys. <laughs> Take notes. And a huge illuminated marry me sign. It was very sweet. Like, I know it seems like a lot, but it also looked very intimate. Like, yes. nobody else was around. Mm-hmm. It was very, very sweet. And I'm happy for her. She deserves, yes. you know, that kind of love and and hopefully, like, I know some people have, like, mixed things. I know, obviously, with Louis being thrust into the spotlight, people want to, like, dig up things from his right. past. So we still have yet to see him really on The mm-hmm. Real Housewives. So I think we'll be able to make more fair judgments of right. him when we see him on this upcoming season. But Agreed. from everything we see on social media, he seems very sweet and like yeah. he genuinely loves her a lot. And that's, that's really nice for her. She deserves that. She does. Um, many Bravo loves have spoken out about the engagement. Dina and her husband were obviously there when it happened. And she said she sobbed like a baby. <laughs> Joe, Joe Gorga also apparently cried over the engagement, which is really sweet. I know he's very happy for his sister that he found, she found someone that loves her like that. Right. And Melissa actually revealed that, uh, her and Joe knew that Louie was going to be oh, on this nice. vacation because he he did tell them beforehand. That's nice. Um, which is nice. Like he's clearly very close with Teresa's family. And right. Um, but I thought this one was interesting. Obviously, her ex Joe Judice, the sources, the gossipers, uh, the magazines definitely needed to call him and get, you know, a reaction. Right. And he did say he was happy for Teresa and Louie, but he feels like they moved a bit quickly. Oh, God. He had to, like, throw in a little dig. You know what's hilarious, though? The actual quote was, like, I'm happy for them. He he said, I give them my blessing. Bitch, nobody asked. Nobody needed your blessing. No one needs your blessing. Nobody was asking you beforehand if he could could marry your ex-wife. Yeah. F off. No, your blessing would be like, oh, if like Louis wanted to like adopt your children or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not to marry your, you guys are divorced for a reason. Like, yeah. So I was like, when I saw that part of the quote, I was like, really? Nobody no. needs your blessing, sweetie. No, we, we don't. We're doing it with or without you. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't need you, honey. Yeah. Um, so yes, he did say they moved a bit quickly. The couple celebra- celebrated their one year dating anniversary in July. Uh, we all kind of expected this was coming. Oh, yeah. You know, they've been asked before. I think it was on the reunion for last season mm-hmm. of Jersey, like when he came on at the very end yeah. and surprised her. And, and I know she's definitely, I think she's been asked on Watch What Happens Live as well. And so we all knew this was the direction right. he was going. And then I think that's what it was when she was like, you know, getting on a plane and going off to Greece with him. Like that's when I guess people, the rumors started swirling like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. When you and take big trips sometimes at parts in a relationship, I think people start to get a little skeptical. I feel like also like just for you non-engaged or married folks out there, I feel like I always get nervous for people too when they like go on trips like that. If it's not actually going to happen, like don't right. just go on a vacation and enjoy yourself with right. no expectations. Well, there's like a funny like- then like yeah the guy feels like an a-hole like it ruined your trip but i think it's also good for like the person to like so say you've been dating for x amount of and it's like it's on the table for sure like if you're going somewhere extravagant i should also i also think like your relationship you should say like listen i'm not proposing yes i agree with that like i think you like should be open and honest because i also too there's a really funny like tiktok like reels trend going on right now where like people are going and it's like there's music and stuff and it's like did he take me to paris or is he proposing like things like that like it's like all like funny things like that and it's like it's a trend now of like people going on these extravagant vacations now that the world just letting you know yeah like, like this isn't ha- it's gonna happen not yeah, on but this just, trip but yes. yeah yeah because you're right i think there is like there can be a lot of anxiety like <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing <laughs> my see my mind happened on vacation but i was not expecting it whatsoever so you were not and i literally thought as soon as like, i think i told this to our like audience when you like told <laughs> 
me where you guys were like going for one thing. You were standing outside of like my parents' doorstep and you were like, oh yeah, we're doing this one night. I was like, okay, good night. And I shut the door like on your it face. after an episode of the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Because I knew that it was happening and I knew it was happening that like day. Yeah, and you well. were like, you were like, this is what we're doing on that day. And I was like, oh, that sounds so much fun. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I literally couldn't like keep a straight face. I was just like, wow. <laughs> it didn't tick me off. I had no idea. So. so me slamming the door in Katie's face gave her no red nope. flags or nope. no sign that she was getting. I was like, all right, peace, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awkward. <laughs> Love it. I'm glad I didn't give it away. Yeah, no, I tried good. very hard not to. Um, but yeah, honestly, just congratulations to Teresa and Louie. Yeah. Uh, like probably it's even though they've only been together for X amount of time, it's, it feels like it's been a long time coming. So I'm so intrigued to see what the wedding is going to be like. I can't wait. For I that. think they should keep it low key and we have to, Teresa, if you're listening, do not renew your vows. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We all know do what it, happens. Do them in private. Do them in like a cave. Just you and Louie and a priest. Like, don't, like, do not do it on the housewives. Like, you are, no, don't, don't ever, no. No renewing yeah. of the vows. Nope. All righty. So let's move on. Is someone new joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So the rumor mill continues to swirl with sources saying that Leah Remini, best known for she's on King of Queens, or she was on King of Queens back in the day. She might be joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for season 12. So over the weekend, someone, one of these tipsters that keeps giving us great, you know, tea on all these housewives, um, hinted at it. So um, we do have a quote on the back. So let me go ahead and get this little, little tip here. Ah, pulling up my document right now. So, all right, so here's a little tidbit. So, new queen on Beverly Hills. Word on Rodeo Drive is that this actress, known for her role on a late 90s, early 2000s sitcom, as well for as putting Scientology on blast, is in talks in the late, to join the ladies of Beverly Hills. So, 100%, you put together sitcom yes. and uh, Scientology. That is uh, Leah Remini for, yes. for sure. So, and if you guys aren't aware of the, the her Scientology thing is on HBO, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, she has a whole documentary. She wrote a book, I think, to really put that religion yeah, and that part, she was a part of that religion and then broke away from it and, and she like puts it on spoken out about yeah like, definitely on all major like outlets like put it out there put it on blast right so i think she so it's definitely um i think she has a book and then i think there's a, it's an hbo special on it and she did yeah so she just or maybe it's lifetime i don't know you gotta go look but she does have it and it's like her own thing like she produced and she yes she puts them on blast for sure. So production for season 12 um, was reportedly pushed back um, by a couple months. So Bravo no, wouldn't have to push up, pushed up. Oh, sorry. I always say that, but I meant like pushed, <laughs> pushed away, pushed away. Um, they didn't want to, you know, get um, miss out on the drama um, and everything unfolding in real time. With Erica. Specifically. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. With Erica. Yeah. So everything going on with, yeah, with Erica. Um, so talks between Beverly Hills um, executives and Leah have apparently heated up after she spent the week filming uh, in for the, or excuse me, filling in for the Wendy Williams uh, show. So, and it got really good ratings. People liked seeing her on there. So you see that you're like, Hey, can we have her on the show potentially? I don't know. So Remini is actually um, a reality TV fan and a fan of the Housewives in particular. Uh, recently, she told the Today Show that she loves the Real Housewives and anything going on in Bravo. And she, I think she's been on Watch What Happens Live before. Um, Probably. I, I think she so has bad. been. She was, it might have been during COVID that they, they zoomed her in. I that, like, that I, wouldn't surprise me. Because when I read this story, and I, and I know for a fact that she is a reality TV fan, she is one of those famous people that just like loves the housewives and like other things. I'm pretty sure she's been on, and I'll have to look up what episode it was, but I'm pretty sure she's been on Watch What Happens Live. So, probably. Well, yeah. I listen, I was a huge fan of King of Queens, and I I loved her mm. on it and I always thought she was really great and she seems like a cool person outside of yeah. you know the character that she plays on the show. 
And she, her personality definitely reminds me of like the personality that you need to have to be a right. housewife. You have to have tough skin. You have to be like, no filter, say what you feel like. And I feel like that's kind of how she is. That's the vibe that right. I get from her. I think she would be a lot of fun on Housewives. I would be excited about it as a fan of her. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. But again, yeah. we've always had a gajillion celebrity housewife rumors in the past. So who knows? I don't know if this one's legit or not, but we'll find out. I think she's an interesting one because I know like some p famous people have come like in and out and like I'll take, I'll compare it to like Denise Richards, so mm -hmm. to say. She's clearly a famous actress, but I'm not tied to really anything that Denise Richards has ever done. I'm very much tied, you know, to like to, to everything that Leah Rimini has done. Like she was on Friends too for like a couple of episodes. Like I like I can see her and I see her acting on King of Queens and other episodes. So I kind of think like when she's in this like reality setting, like with these women, like, am I going to like, who am I really seeing? Like, is it her? Is it I? So like, that's how I kind of think about it. Like, I'm going right. to think about her as like an actress and like who she's portrayed in the past. So mm -hmm. um, that's how I'm kind of thinking about it. Yeah. So, and I compare it to Denise Richards because I didn't, I don't really. You didn't, you never watched anything. Anything really of her. Yeah. So, Yeah. It would but, be interesting. It would be very interesting. So yeah. we'll keep everybody posted on that, whether whether mm -hmm. or not it's it's a serious rumor or not. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Well, those are our big stories of the week in the world of Housewives. We're going to play a game now, and it feels like a good game to play at this point in mm -hmm. the season. We're heading into week eight. We're kind of like at that halfway point. Um, and this game is called the Division Standing Stack Up. So through seven weeks of the NFL season, we're going to take a look at the standings for each division. We're going to determine the following for each. We're going to say, will the first place team now finish the regular season in first place for that division? If your answer is no, which team will finish in first? Hmm. Second part is which team will finish in last place in that division? And then third part is how many teams will the division send to the playoffs. So a lot to break down here. I actually, you know, I have my answers here. I also have the current standings as they are right now for each division. So we can read those yeah. first before we go into each one and then just break it down from there. But let's start on the AFC side. Okay. And we're going to start with the AFC East. So as it stands right now, we've got Buffalo in first four and two new England in second with a three and four record the Jets in third with a one and five record and Miami in fourth with a, with a one and six record. Keep in mind, obviously in certain divisions, there's going to be certain teams with matching records, but the order that I give you is the order that they are. And that of course is based on what is their divisional record right now, because obviously there's tie breaking situations. So mm -hmm. as I read them is as it is. So AFC East, well, the first place team right now, which is Buffalo, finish the regular season in first place, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I think this is one of the easier divisions. Yes, Buffalo is going to run away with this one. So maybe a little bit tougher because we have two teams with only one win each. New England's got three wins. Who is going to be finishing in last place in this division? I do think it's going to be the Jets. I think it's going to be the Jets as well. So, um and then question number three or part three of this, how many teams will the, this division send to the playoffs? And keep in mind, you know, we do have seven teams from each, from seven mm -hmm. from the AFC, seven from the NFC that are going. How many I had to, yeah, are going? Had to keep that in mind, do some recalculations when I was added, done. We've added another wild card team. So, you know, four division winners, three wild cards. How many are coming out? How many are going to the playoffs from the AFC East? Just, just one, just one, just one. This just is one. a little bit. We started easy here, folks. I know it does easy. get hard. It does get. It hard. does get hard in certain ones. So, let's go to the AFC North. Speaking, um, speaking of hard, this is a really mm -hmm. competitive division right now. As it stands, we have Cincinnati in first, five and two record. Baltimore also has the five and two record, but they're in second. Cleveland in third with a four and three record and Pittsburgh in fourth with a three and three record. So 
Will Cincinnati, the first place team right now, finish the regular season in first place? Yes or no? Listen, I think that would be great. Um, but I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. So I'm going to go with no and the Ravens. I went, I actually said no as well. And I went with Baltimore and I actually like really like Cincinnati. But um, I had to pull up both of their schedules on this. And I just yeah. think Baltimore has an easier schedule uh, the rest of the way. So that was a determining factor mm-hmm. for me on a lot of these. Um, and then a really hot division, a really strong division. How many teams are going to be going to the playoffs? No, we didn't talk about who's going to finish last. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Last. Who's coming in last? I, I mean, shockingly enough, they're last now. And I think they're staying there. I think the Steelers are staying in last place. So I think this one is between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, I like Cleveland, but they're a super banged up team right now. I still think that Pittsburgh has a harder schedule. So I'm going to say that Pittsburgh also remains in last place and ends the season that way. And Pittsburgh is just a strictly for me at this point of the season. They're a defensive team. That's it. That's all Mm -hmm. I'm seeing from them. So, yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, now we can say how many teams from this division are going to the playoffs, but I could see some things turning around and I can see this division sending three teams to the playoffs Okay, with the Browns, Ravens, and the Bengals. So okay. I, I almost had that. I left Cleveland out. I almost had them in there. I'm going that they're sending the Ravens and the Bengals. Yeah. I kept it. You'll see with my trends. I was actually pretty bold with some of the, so it's not, you'll see, but yeah, definitely three from this one. All right. AFC South, as it stands, we have Tennessee in first place, five and two record Indian second, three and four Jacksonville in third with a one and five record and Houston in fourth with a one and six record. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I still think this division is worse than the NFC East right now. Um, but who do we have Tennessee first place right now? Do they stay in first place at the end of the season? Yes. Yeah. That's another one. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of a runaway. Um, who's going to be finishing in last? Uh, the Texans. <laughs> I went with the Texans as well. And then how many teams are they sending to the playoffs? Just one. Just one with the Titans. Okay. AFC West. This is an interesting one. It is. Um, Oh yes. AFC West. So as it stands, Las Vegas in first five and two record. Second place. We have the chargers with a four and two record. Third place, Kansas city with a three and four record and fourth place, Denver with a three and four record. Do the Raiders remain on top at the end of the year? No, they do not. The Chargers take their spot at the number one. I said, no, they do not. And the Chargers will finish in first. Um, And then who do you have finishing in last? The Broncos. Off to a hot start, but not getting getting far. And this is a tough team. Them and Carolina, I wasn't sold on it by any means. Um, I also went with Denver finishing in last as well. And then how many teams are they sending to the playoffs? If the Kansas City Chiefs shape this up, three teams are going from this division. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I have three. I have the Chargers. I have Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's still hard for me to picture Kansas City not making yep. it, so I included them as well. All right, that wraps up the AFC. We're going to head over to the NFC. We're going to start with our division, the NFC East. As it stands, we have Dallas in first place, 5-1. and one. Washington in second with a 2-5 and five record. Philly in third with a two and five record and the Giants in fourth with a two and five record. Who's the first? Dallas. They're there. Yes. They're good. Yep. They're staying. Dallas. Dallas. Um, who's going to more interesting question. Who's going to finish in last? Uh, I think the Eagles are going to fall to last in this division. I think the E I don't even think this is the worst team out of the three other options, but I, I went off of schedules and I'm actually going to put Washington in last at the end of the year. Funny enough. Cause I picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year. And so funny how things happen. Yeah, that it happens. It happens. And then how many teams are going to the playoffs? Just one. And I got to tell you guys, after the giants win on Sunday, don't be crazy and look at like wild card predictions. Cause you're, <laughs> you're going to see the giants name in there and don't get your hopes up. I, I would love to, if it, whatever makes you sleep at night, maybe that'll make me sleep better at night without like a melatonin or something. But yeah. uh, <laughs> And you said that name is now thrown around after that crazy win, but guys, it's one team. It's going. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. 
All right, NFC North. Uh, we have Green Bay in first, six and one record. Minnesota in second, three and three. Chicago in third at three and four. And Detroit in fourth, 0 oh and seven. Does Green Bay finish the regular season in first place? Yes. Yes, I agree as well. Who finishes in last? Sorry, the Lions, obviously. Yes, the Lions. They just too much ground to make up. Um, and then how many teams from the NFC North are going to the playoffs. As much as I love what Minnesota's doing, I just, it's going to be Green Bay. That's it. So one team. I actually did go two teams. I'm going to go right. Green Bay and Minnesota. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, NFC South, as it stands, we have the reigning Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in first at six and one. New Orleans in second at four and two. Atlanta in third at three and three. And Carolina in fourth at three and four. Um, who do you have finishing in first? It's it. Yeah. It's the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are their yep. number one. They're staying number one. Agree. Who do you have finishing in last? I have the Falcons. Um, I know Carolina has definitely been, you know, questionable. They were off to a hot start, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't say the Falcons are turning their season around. <laughs> so yeah. I think they still have that question mark just on their back as they continue through the season. And I just don't, don't really see big things from them. So this was actually a huge toss up for me between Carolina and Atlanta. They kind of remind me of each other and where they're standing right now in the season. And I actually went on the other side. I went with the Carolina Panthers finishing in last place. All right. And then how many teams are going to the playoffs? One. I have two. I have two. Ah. coming. Out of the division. So I am going to go, even though I'm not, I'm not big on them. I feel as though after the division winners, I feel like the wild cards were a little bit weak in the NFC. I do have uh, Tampa Bay, obviously, and I do have the New Orleans Saints going to the playoffs as well. And then finally, another strong division here. We are ending with the NFC West in first place right now. We have Arizona at 7-0, and the Rams in second with a 6-1 and record, San Fran in third at 2-4, and and in fourth place, Seattle with a 2-5 and record. Does Arizona finish out on top? No, the Rams do. Ooh, I thought I was like the one going with the bull prediction. I also said no and said that the Rams are going to finish. They're going to get defeated eventually. It's not, they like, can't. I just, I get better vibes from the Rams. I don't know. I do. I do. They're a stronger team. Uh, they're a more confident team. As much, I think I might've picked Arizona to lose once probably, or twice by now. better coach too. I would take Sean yeah. over, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I think, yeah, when you're thinking confidence, like I think going into each week, I'm more confident with the Rams. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And then who's going to be finishing in last place in this division? This is so hard because obviously Seattle's in this little bit of a like fluke right now without right. Russell Wilson. Um, but I, you know, things with San Fran, too, I feel like they're getting a little bit of that injury bug thing, you know, with George Kittle out and things like that. So, like, and, like, obviously last weekend sucked. That rainy, shitty game was just horrendous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just like a, a flood zone in every area of the field. Yeah, so, yeah. but I still think I just have, like, a question mark kind of, like, sitting uh, around with the Niners. And if Seattle gets, um, like, Geno Smith's been able to do things with all of Russell's weapons. So, if he comes back and he's fine, like I see them rising up out of the, the rubble and everything like that. So I, I, it's a, it was a hot, this division's hard. Cause I know yeah. going into the season, this was the vision where we could send four people potentially. Um, right. I'm going to put San Francisco at the bottom of this one. And it was, and it was hard. Like I really, yeah. this is one I sat at it for a very long time and really, really looked at it. I, I agree. This was a toss up and funny enough. Cause you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, but this was, for me, this was the division where before the season started, I had Seattle winning this division. I, think I, I did too. Going with Seattle in last place. So mm -hmm. crazy things happen in this league. It was a little bit of a toss up for me, San Fran and Seattle. The fact that Russell Wilson's out. I know Gino hasn't been playing horribly. Like no. he's, he's been doing enough, but right. it's, it definitely, uh, it's, it's a question mark there. When Russell comes back, is he going to be a full health? Who knows? Right. Um, so yeah. How many teams do you have going to the playoffs from this division? I mean, listen, regardless if it's Seattle or San Francisco, I think three of them are still going. So Ooh. 
All right. I have two. I have the Rams and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Gonna be interesting. But again, like we did, know. you know, we did a very similar thing like this before the season started, kind of predicting who we thought the division right. was going to be. And it's already going to show us that like, we don't know, strange things happen. So, you know, very we'll much how so. it goes the rest of the way. Absolutely. Fun game, fun game. <laughs> very much so. Alrighty. It is that time of the episode to get it off your chest. Positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life, Halloween, anything that you want to talk to, to our audience about. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah. Um, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show that I totally forgot that the Giants were like playing Monday night football this week. Um, Again, looking forward to kind of having like a more of a casual football watching Sunday. And the thing that I also like when it was, it registered to me that we were playing Monday night football on Monday night this week, watching Peyton and Eli come back, do their Monday night football, right? And then then they're like, all right, next week, Monday night football, the Giants in Kansas City. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. This means like Eli and Peyton are back. And I'm actually going to watch this game and watch the Manning brothers like break down a Giants game. Mm -hmm. Like that blows my mind. I'm very excited for it. I know it's kind of weird. Like when you're trying to like just focus on the game and you're like Mm -hmm. hearing them like talk and do this show and for your team, like maybe you want to focus more on like what your team is doing. But I also look at this game as like, let's say there was no Eli and Peyton show going on for this. This is a game where I'm like, Ooh, we could get beaten pretty bad, but Good. now it, at least if we lose, I had a fun time. You had a right? fun time. Like, they're they're going to make it fun. They've been amazing. I, I, I said this when I was watching it the other night, I would love to know the ratings for viewership from the games that they have done versus the games that they have. I got, played. Yeah. I got to see them. Nobody going in fantasy football on Monday night. I had absolutely zero interest in that game matchup wise. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, hold the phone. The Manning bros are coming back. I'm putting this game on TV. So to me, that's like, that's when I was like, holy crap. Like I can only imagine what the numbers are. Right. Do it versus when they don't. I'm going to have so much fun on Monday. Again, win or lose. I'm going to, I keep my expectations low normally. Right. But I know that I'm going to have a fun time watching them. And right. it's going to be like a weird, almost out of body experience watching Eli like talk about his the former Giants. team as they play live. So it's going to yeah. be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And as much as I love their broadcast, I feel like I'm going to have to get a pulse check. I'm probably going to watch the beginning of the game without them. If, it's, okay. if it turns out to be a, a horrific game and not good, I'll have to turn it on. But I feel like I need to like, but I love watching them. I really do. Like, yeah. it's been so, so amazing. But I That'd do find- interesting to see what guests they have for this show. Like, are yeah. they- could they bring on Tom Coughlin? Could they bring on Michael Strahan? Oh, well, if that's the case, then I got to watch. Yeah. If that's so, the case, then we have to watch for sure. But, um, but yeah, it was so entertaining on Monday again. I absolutely loved it. Eli, obviously, with his classic one-liners, especially some towards Tom Brady, were just so great. So yeah. they do do a great job. You're absolutely correct because some of these games have been kind of like a little eh, bit of a snooze fest sometimes. A little bit. I think people might be a little bit more inclined to watch this Monday night game because obviously the the Chiefs are like, what's going on there, and the Giants are. Yeah. Kind of like what's going on there, maybe in a positive way. So it's it might be an interesting game for people to tune in. But yes, absolutely. If Eli and Payton are there, everyone's tuning in. So yeah, definitely going to be fun for sure. Yeah. My short and sweet. So much fun. Cannot wait. Halloween, four days away. I already said this. I am so, so excited. Oh, I just love Halloween so much. I'm going to end the show tonight. I'm going to pop on a Halloween movie, pour another glass of wine. Just enjoy the rest of this week. I love everything that's going on. Katie and I do Orange Theory. This week is hell week for us. So it's it's a, it's not fun, but it's a, a, a nice way that they celebrate. And we get a t-shirt at the end of it. So, um, but it's always something just, you know, that's festive. Everything's festive. My house is festive. I still have more decorations to hang up before before the party. So I'll have to do that. Um, but it's going to be fun. I can't wait for this weekend. I just love dressing up. 
I love spending time with my friends, just having fun. It's going to be so great. I love Halloween music. Made the playlist already. I know. And there's some. And with so uh, good thing enough, too. So there's been so many new, newer Halloween movies lately. Mm-hmm. So one, for example, on uh, Netflix is Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. Yeah, First of all, it's, watched it. it's incredible. I've watched <laughs> it a hundred times since it came out. Like yeah. they're probably like, I think Netflix has like released like data on viewership sometimes. And it kind of like calls people out like to the person that watched X this many times. Like, are you doing okay? They're probably monitoring me and be like, this bitch watched <laughs> Hubie Halloween like for the 300th time. It's so good. So, um, but I love it, but it has a really good soundtrack. So there's a lot of like things I pulled from it and put on my Halloween playlist, the new Halloween, like the Halloween, Halloween. Mm-hmm. I watched it by the way, uh, Kyle Richards is in it. So that was okay. fun yep. to watch. Um, cause she's in the original one when she was younger. So she's mm-hmm. in the new one. It, they have a good soundtrack. There was good things from it. So I put it in there. So very excited about the playlist. So nice. No one better. I got this cute little, it's over there on the table, but it's like a little boom box. It's so cute. Listen, it's blue. The playlist Bluetooth. sets the tone for I the know. nights. And so. I'm walking around the with it in my phone. It is. So there's all the classics. You got your goosebumps on there. Or you see your Ghostbusters. You got all your good stuff on there, but there's some new stuff. Obviously, the we got just regular music too for the people that don't want the Halloween stuff, but that's fine. So it's just a lot. I've got a lot of planning left to do. I still have to come up with my signature cocktail for the evening, but we'll figure it out. I'm just looking forward to it. It's already Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, and we're inching closer to you know the spookiest night in the in the world. So. I'm ready. Get me to Saturday, people. Let's just like hit the fast forward button. Get Let's me get there. there. I'm ready to go. Spooky spook, and send me all your good vibes for me to get ready and be You'll do fully, it. You'll do it. fully You'll prepared do it. for Saturday. You'll do it. Um, but in the meantime, not on Saturday, on some other nights, you know, to help us get us through the week, other things throughout the weekend as well. Real Houses of Beverly Hills reunion part three that started tonight the at three parter walk. Remember, it's four parts. So this tonight is not the end of it. Um, you can catch it on demand. Obviously, it's, it's been very juicy and people are really into it. Real Housewives of Potomac, it is on Sunday at 8 p.m., followed by the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, also on Sunday right after at 9 p.m. NFL Week 8 Thursday Night Football. I th- I, I'm digging these primetime games this week. We've got Thursday yeah. Night Football, Green Bay at Arizona. That's going to be a great game. Sunday Night Football, we have Dallas at Minnesota. And then, of course, the Monday Night Football, New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. College football games, we also have a bunch of good ones um, mm-hmm. on for you on Saturday. Number six, Michigan versus number eight, Michigan State. That is a big one. Um, That is going to be on at 12 p.m. We also have number 10, Ole Miss versus number 18, Auburn at 7 p.m. Number five, Ohio State is going to be taking on number 20, Penn State at 7.30 p.m. So we have a lot of good football, a lot of good housewives, Halloween, Everybody enjoy. If you're a Giants fan, enjoy a casual Sunday viewing of the football games. We'll catch Peyton and Eli on Monday for the Giants game. And happy early Halloween, everybody. Be safe. Get spooky. Dress up. I want to see costumes. Yes, send us your costumes, please. You guys follow us. Facebook. You probably can't do it on YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please send us your costumes. Maybe we'll do you know, a little contest. We see a good costume. Maybe you'll get something. So please, yes, send us your, your best costumes and we'll, we'll make a decision if we want to do a contest or not. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great night. Thank you. Goodbye. Cheers.